Hello and welcome to Renewing Your Mind, a web-based ministry of South Bay Community Church located in Fremont, California. It is our prayer that today's broadcast will be a blessing to you. Let us prepare our hearts to hear the word of the Lord. So uh, I wanted to sing a song, is that okay? And this song, I wrote it when I was depressed. Some of you are acting like depressed. Oh, how unholy that is. Pastors don't get depressed. Check yourselves. Because everybody gets depressed. But one of the things, the, the song says life is an intermission. Because sometimes we live a life, right? And we make plans and we do these things for that we want to do. And guess what happens? An intermission. And you're like, okay, I don't like intermissions. I want, I want the show to continue. I want, I want to go on. And the Lord sometimes says, no. Tracy said it so well today. The Lord sometimes knows what to let in, what not to let in. And this is a song called Intermission. So if you like it, you can clap along with it. You don't like it, well, buy a CD anyway. All right. And the story goes like this I know that life was gonna be one way But even if you plan your life to be another I just figure out the life is bringing you The conceptions of a cinema around me And you don't have to overwhelm your senses Better rest assured that everyone's competing Don't let your life become so cold That you don't even realize His forgiveness We say life's an intermission No, no, no Life for me and you. All the things that God is sending you is only some intermission. Come on, put you guys together. Sometimes we just say, "You take over." And I know that. Life was gonna be one way, but I woke up and things were very different. Now I know that we sometimes plan so much, but we never put God first around us. Hey, you don't have to overwhelm your senses. Better rest assured that everyone's competing. Don't let your life become so cold that you don't even realize his forgiveness I said life's an intermission so you don't always know the thing that God provided for the life so me and you my heart prepares to fight all the things that God is sending you it's only son intermission the good news God people is that God is also in the intermission 
So those things bring us down sometimes. And guess what? It doesn't have to be this way. Bring your burdens to the Savior. It doesn't have to be this way. Don't face these troubles on your own now. It doesn't have to be this way. Just bring your heart to Jesus. It doesn't have to be this way. Just come to the Savior. It doesn't have to be this way. No. Just give your heart to Jesus. No. It doesn't have to be this way. Oh, so one last time we sing a life side intermission so you don't always know life is for me and you my heart prepares to fight all things that God is sending you his only son intermission Oh, 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 it's intermission. And I said, hey, 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 hey. Shall we continue? Like saying intermission. I'm singing with Nona Brown, everybody. Mm, doesn't have to be this way. No, 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 no. It doesn't have to be this way. Ah, no, 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 no. But Jesus, Jesus is my Savior. Hey, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I have to start the sermon. Sorry, apologize. God is so good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tracy, I got to tell one of, the, one of these days the story when we brought you to South Central LA to do a concert. Remember that? We got to tell the story one of these days. So, but it won't be today. I don't have enough time. So, um, my message today, and you can put the first slide. You are in the right place, in the right time, for the right purpose. How many of you believe that? Some of you are still wondering, is this the right place for me? Or what am I doing here? Or what am I going to do here? My goal is to get you to say today, God has placed me at the right place, at the right time, for the right purpose. And I hope that I can convince you of doing that today. I only have three and a half hours, so let's get going. <laughs> By the way, if you, if, I, if you can tell, I'm, I'm a very serious person. I, you know, no laughing during my sermon, please. <laughs> and I, I told the story that I, I love preaching in Af- African-American church, especially if they're extremely conservative, because I have never had so many Bibles thrown at me, so many hats, people telling me to shut up, preacher, and I had no idea what that meant. So I'm like, I shut up. And the lady said to me, no, no, that means you're doing good, pastor. And I go, well, then you shut up, and everybody shut up. So, actually, I'm done with this, right? Okay. 
So, Nehemiah chapter 2, you will see the slide on your, on your, uh, on the screen says, So I came to Jerusalem, verse 11, and was there for three days. This is Nehemiah. When I got up during the night, I and a few men with me told no one that my God had put it, what God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. The only animal I took was the animal I rode. I went out by night by the valley gate, past the dragon spring and the dung gate. And I, I inspected the walls of Jerusalem that had been broken down and its gates that had been destroyed by fire. Then I went out to the fountain gate, into the king's pool. But there was no place for the animal I was riding to continue. So I went up by the way of the valley by night and inspected the wall. Then I turned back and entered by the valley and so returned. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing. I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, and the rest that were to do the work. Then I say to them, you see the troubles we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates burnt. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem so that we may no longer suffer disgrace. I told them that the hand of my God had been gracious upon me, and also the words that the king had spoken to me. Then they said, let us start building. So they committed themselves to the common good. Would you close your eyes really quick? Father, would you speak this morning, please? Our hearts are open, our minds are open, our spirit needs you and desires you. In the name of Jesus, amen. So, as you can tell, I'm Irish. Okay, I like Irish food, okay? But uh, I'm Latino, and I, I, one of the things that, that happened to me early on in uh, my pastorate career was that uh, we were going to open up a church in South Central L.A. Now, South Central L.A. has, uh, it's mainly African American and Latino, and it's becoming more Latino as we speak. Um, so when I... Um, when I talk about being in the right place at the right time for the right purpose, I don't always like it because it sounds nice, but sometimes the process that you have to go through that is a difficult one. Can someone say amen? Yes. Now, we don't always have victories. And there are Christians that make it sound like the Christian life is victory after victory, and that I'm so happy for them. <laughs> because that's not the place for me. That hasn't been the case for me in a while. I've gone through some major difficulties, major circumstances that have developed me to be the men of faith and the men of God that I am today. The problem with those kind of things is that it can either break you or make you stronger. How many of you want to be made stronger this morning? God is good, right So let me start by congratulating you as a church because your initiative of taking the church outside the walls is awesome and very appreciated. People need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. We, you know, by the way, your church is amazing. It's an awesome church. It's been an example of churches for our denomination for a long time, I want you to know. And Pastor Brian has been a great leader with the African-American community. He's actually the president of the African-American Association, in case you didn't know. And the reason that him and I became their friends is because I happened to be the president of the Latino Covenant churches. So, and uh, on behalf of 70 Latino churches throughout the United States, we greet you, my brothers and sisters. We are one. We are in the same boat. We serve the same God, one faith, 
One baptism, one spirit. Can someone say amen, please? So the initiative of taking the church outside the walls is exactly what the church needs to do. And I say this because most churches are very comfortable where they are. With the people that they have, with the music that they have. And they don't want to push any boundaries, any limits. Because God forbid, it makes us uncomfortable. In case you're wondering, a third of my congregation is African American. So they've trained me well. They said, Pastor, your preaching is good, but you need to sing a little. Really? La, 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 la. No, 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 not like that. You need to, uh huh. Hey, hey, ha. I don't know if I can do that. I can try, but my stomach hurts when, ha, hey, ha. Yeah. So when our church started in San Diego, a long time ago, it was a mainly an Anglo community. And I'm going to show you some pictures. Please go ahead. And uh, our church uh, since then has become a uh, African-American, Latino, Pacific Islander, Filipino. And look at all of some of these beautiful kids. I don't know about you, but I see the kingdom of God right there. Go on to the next one. We have a food distribution program each, uh, each week. Go on to the next one. We have teenagers. And by the way, we have a really, really odd syndrome in our church. We have kids that come to the church without the parents. Have you ever heard of that before? It's usually the parents that come without the kids because they're adults. They don't want anything to do with church anymore. But these kids need a place to be. Go on to the next one. And we have a preschool. We started a preschool that has 40 kids that provides help to 40 families in the, in the community for low income. And it's non-for-profit as well. And look at these kids. You got people that are Latino. We have African Americans. We have Anglos. We have all of these things. And I believe that's the kingdom of God, God's people. And you are certainly a part of that. Go on to the last one. So we come back to Nehemiah today. And being at the right place at the right time. Uh, Nehemiah was an amazing man of God. He's a leader, a leader to be uh, reckoned with. A, a leader that has given us an incredible paradigm of how to care for people, but how not to save people, rather how to help people help themselves. How to get people to work together so that we can do the common good for everyone. He had the heart for his people and the survival of his people, the Jews. God placed in his heart to go back to Israel and help his people rebuild the walls in the city. Nehemiah lived well, by the way, in case you were wondering. Nehemiah was one of the people of the court of the king. He certainly didn't have to go to, you know, hundreds of miles away to serve God. He was serving God by serving his king. He was comfortable. He ate well. He he had whatever he needed. I, you know, I wouldn't want to go, you know, anywhere else. One thing I tell you, South Bay, when God places something in your heart, you better listen. No, I, this, this, this side didn't hear me. When God puts something in your heart, you better listen. Sometimes we want to just play deaf. I'm not going to look at anybody. You know who I'm talking about. I have the spirit of discernment, so I can't see you face to face. Sometimes God places something really in our hearts and we fight with it. We don't want it. God, are you sure? All of a sudden we become this reflective people. Come on. Lord, I need to pray on this. Since when? I'm not going to be invited back, huh? 
I, I must reflect. Come on, you never reflected in your life. Now you're going to do that because you don't want to do it. But God has placed it in your heart. And usually what God places in your heart is not necessarily what you want to do. What makes you feel good. What validates you. What gives you culture. What gives you freedom. Yet uh, God places you in a hard place. For me that was South Central LA. You can testify of that. What the heck am I doing in South Central LA? I can honestly say. After five years of planting a multicultural church there, God is at work at South Central LA. The heart that Nehemiah had for his people, he goes to Jerusalem and out of his comfort zone with the king's blessing. And he had resources. He was an intelligent man to inspect the walls himself. He did not send anybody else. He did not ask for a report. Or a PowerPoint presentation. He didn't ask to be tweeted. That's a, that's a word, right? Tweeted? My kids usually are the ones that, that correct me with those things. It's, it's Facebook, Dad, not the Facebook. Hey, it seems like the article should go there, you know. I don't know. So once uh, he commanded a sir, he, he went with someone and then his horse could not continue. You know what I would have done? I'm not going any further. It's a hills. I know, I know I look to you like a long distance runner, but I'm really not. Some people are laughing a little louder than they should. I would have said, okay, horse, let's go back. But no, he went on foot. And by the way, did I tell you he was one of the royal court? This guy was an important person. And then he continues to go on foot. That's crazy. Go back to your palace, man. But no. He decided, he came to, to the leaders, the priests, the laborers to do the living of the town. Nehemiah went outside his comfort zone because he knew that God was going to use him to restore something that only he and the vision that God has placed in him were effective. Priorities. The level of maturity of a person is known by their choices, by their priorities. Can I hear an Amen. We need to understand that that is important. What is important really in the scope of life? We get so, you know, with Christians, it is not so much about blasphemy that we have to worry about. You know what we have to worry about as Christians? Distractions. We get distractions easy. This is glory and then this is materialism. We like this one better. Or this is something else. Or this is the, the flesh or something else. We get so distracted and Satan is a, is a master entertainer. And some of us have been entertained for a long time. One of the great examples is Pokemon Go. Have you heard of that? I've never seen so I hope, you know, if you're here, I guess you're accept, you know, exempted. But I've never seen so many foolish people do such foolish things. Oh my God. There's a pleaky pleaky. I don't even know what those things are called. I caught it. I don't know. Chad, did you get one? I don't know. And there, in our church is a hub. I think it's a hub center storage. I don't know. It's a Walmart for those things. <laughs> so there's fools there going, oh God, I got it. And I'm like, God, there's one in the pulpit. Come here. Come on in. Stay there. While I preach, the other one is going to manifest. Let's go. Priorities. So go on to the next slide. If your house is on fire, 
What do you go and run in and get? By the way, I just had a fire in, in, close to my house, two houses from my house. There is a recycling uh, uh, plant that went out in flames. I, I woke up at 6 in the morning on a Monday morning. And for those of you that know pastors, Monday morning is not our best day. We're, we're cataconic, you know, we're like, ugh, you know. So I woke up at 6 because I, I heard this, I heard this, the sizzling of carne asada, you know, a steak. And I'm like, who's cooking at 6 o'clock in the morning? But I'm going to find out. So I went out to the porch of my house and there's this fire three stories high. And I'm like, okay, so that inspired this. If I had to evacuate right now, what would I evacuate? And that's a question for you. Imagine if I said, oh my God, I'm going to get my CDs and my guitar and I'm going to get my ramen uh, noodles from the, oh my God. And, and where are your kids? Oh my God, the kids. Yeah, that's right. And go back for the kids. You would say, Pastor Danny, you don't have your priorities straight. Yet, some of us need to really understand what priorities are. If you spend your rent money on a date, like I did when I was 17, somebody should be saying glory right now. <laughs> you may have a maturity problem. Because then, then the, the rent person, the landlord charges you a fee, right? My priorities were my hormones, not the rent. So when you put more importance on something else rather than the rent then your, your priority is not a place to live. And now if you have a child, <laughs> you need to have a roof over this, this, this child's head. If you don't go to sleep on time for whatever reason. <laughs> Speak Jesus. But not this way, hey, that way. You may uh, have to pay for that in the morning. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a musician, I'm not a morning person. Are you a morning person, Donna? Where are you? You are? Oh, that's an anomaly. Tracy's going to like this one. If you don't exercise, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, hallelujah, Jesus, then you can't be complaining about having high blood pressure and, and diabetes and everything else. Lord, heal me. Why? I need the Lord's touch. What you need is to go on a diet. What you need is to go to the gym. I'm not hearing you say amen. I, I need the support right now. You know that. I need it. I need it. I have lost over 107 pounds. And, and Tracy told me you need to lose another 60. Thanks, Tracy. Gosh. People become big. They forget the little people. If you don't give your tithes, if you don't support the church, then you have placed more value on other things rather than obedience. Yes. Hmm. Therefore, as a church, if you don't build a kingdom, you have placed value somewhere else. But you have not understood that God has a plan for your life. And therefore, he has put you in the right place at the right time. For the right purpose. All to say this. Our priority should be to build the city walls. I'm so glad we're not in such a bad place as in Jerusalem. 444 years before Christ. 
2,500 years ago. But to the person that has any sense of discernment, they can see that our communities are in trouble. Our kids are getting shot in the streets. People of color are getting profiled. Our politicians are getting crazier. Please say amen louder on that one, please. Don't even get me started on that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go there. Yet, God calls us to do an inventory of our strengths and our weaknesses. And to work on the things that we need to work on. What a spectacular invitation. Actually deal with your issues. Interesting. Part of the paradigm of maturity when I meet with pastors. And I meet with a lot of pastors because of my position with the covenant. Part of the maturity paradigm is for you to be able to articulate what you do well. Or your strengths. And where you're lacking. Your weaknesses. If you can only talk about the good things that you do, you have a problem. Now, on the other side, if you only talk about your weaknesses and how you're being messed up and everything else, you have a problem too. Because God may be a little late sometimes. That's how we know he may be, you know, Latino or something. (laughs) But he's never too late. He's always there. You know, you want God right there right now. And he may say, not yet. But, but Jesus Lazarus is really sick. We're not going yet. But he's going to die. We're not going yet. Oh man, Jesus is so weird. Why wouldn't he go to his friend in his time of need? Because the glory of God was going to be shown in that place. What was Nehemiah's assessment of the wall? They needed to do something about it. This, my brothers and sisters, is South Bay's time to grow. It is time. You have an amazing church. You really should be having three more services every Sunday. Oh, look at Brian. He goes, hey, no, don't do that. Don't do that. We'll get a bigger building. No, no more, no more services. This is the place where God continues to use his Holy Spirit here. I've said that before when I was here. I say it again. The Spirit of God is here. This is the time to build a wall. Why do you need the wall? We need to pray. We need to walk people to Christ. We need defense, security, gathering places. South Bay is primed and has been primed to be a great place to grow for a long time. And you may be great right now, church. But God has even, has even bigger plans for you. Would you receive that this morning? The Spirit of the Lord is here and it's working. Now, one of the things that the church has to do that I'm learning, Pastor Brian. We need to tell our stories a little bit better. If I go around the room and I ask about testimonies. I will find things that would shock me to my core. God has been with us. In very difficult situations. Now in my church. Because I'm the pastor. I know what's going on. But I see the young girl. That got pregnant at 15. And giving the child away. To be restored. I've seen marriages. That have been in the brinks of divorce. Restored. I've seen marriages. Going through divorce. And the people being restored. And better because of it. 
I have seen healings. I have a young woman in my church at 25 years old who had three, two kids. She was diagnosed with terminal cancer uh, with uh, stage three. Guess what? We prayed for her, anointed her with oil, and God healed her. Now, why, why is that so weird? The Spirit of God that was at work 2,000 years ago is here. He's here. He, I can't go higher. He's here. No, I can't go higher. But He is here. The Spirit of God is still moving. And then you see the life of a drunkard who used to beat up his wife and kids not being the deacon of the church. That is crazy. And to the normal person, that is madness. I think they've called the gospel a little bit mad before, haven't they? Because the power for the people to call crazy is the power of God for the church. And the power to be transformed. And I can tell you that God has done things in my life that I... It's amazing. The homeless, homeless people restored into society. People with drug habits transformed. Marriages healed. We are so fortunate to have a God that's so giving and so loving. Let's give him a round of applause, please. Now, South Bay is in the right place at the right time for the right purpose. My prayer today is that you see yourself as an ambassador to your community. Now, go on to the next slide. If I was going to be an ambassador for any community, I would choose Italy. Because I like Italian food. And maybe God has an Italian wife for me. I don't know, but I claim it. And the reason that I would go there is because I think I would feel very comfortable there. But when I went and I talked about being a missionary to the covenant offices, the vice president of the covenant said to me, we don't have any openings in Italy, but we have an opening at the Congo. And I go, I'm allergic to bullets. Thank you. And I ran away as fast as I could. And then I ended up in South Central LA anyway. Why is this the right place? The right place is the church. If you succeed, my brothers and sisters, it's not just Pastor Brian and his teams. It's all of you. And you, knowing that God has called you here for a time and a purpose. However, if you fail, the same thing applies. I don't know if you understood what I just said. You either place here God's people because you are needed or because the church needs you. Hopefully it's both. To finish up. Nehemiah was an incredible man of God. Can you say amen to that if you think so? But he understood that when going to a new community, even though he was Jewish, he hadn't been a Jew, proper Jew for generations now. He had to go to a different kingdom. We realize that you need to understand you represent a different kingdom. As much pride as we have in our ethnicities, and you should be proud. We should be prouder that we are children of God. Because I don't know about you, my citizenship, even though it's a United States citizenship, is not here. My citizenship is in heaven where we also await for Jesus Christ to return. 
You need to have affection for the place that God has placed you. You need to pray for it. You need to work for it. And you need to build strong relationships that allow protection for those that have not come closer to Christ. Your investment is determined by your commitment. I can say without a doubt that this is the right place at the right time for the right purpose. And God is calling you out today. Let me invite you to pray. As difficult as it is, Father, for us to understand that you may be calling us out of our comfort zone. I pray that South Bay has taken steps to be obedient to you. I pray for their pastoral team and, and the staff and everyone, Father, that's involved in making it happen. But we know that it is you that makes things happen. We pray for every member for every person here, for every person that's seeking to know you better. I pray, Father, that you will allow them to see you right here and now. That they may understand that they are in the right place at the right time and for the right purpose. That they may know that you are God in the middle of all this. Even if you're experiencing an intermission, that God is not caught by surprise. So we pray, knowing that their investment is determined by their commitment. So I pray that your Holy Spirit will lay on them heavy, Father. Heavy. That we need to share the gospel. That we must become disciple makers. Thank you for Nehemiah. Thank you for that incredible example of to get out of our comfort zone for something new and divine. And I wish I had time to say all the things he accomplished. His leadership style is still a paradigm for being studied in centuries, Father. And thank you for his life. Father, this is the right place. By invite, Father, for people to understand that you are, this is the right time. And that you have a divine purpose for each of us. I bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 We are going to be going into a time of uh, fellowship at the Lord's table. And the Lord's table wasn't meant to be uh, this solemn thing in a church once a month. It was meant to be a community dinner. That when you had dinner together, you would come close and you would share bread and share wine. So let me do an invitation for you this morning. Come to the sacred table, not because you have to, but because you're able. Come to testify not that you're righteous, but that you have sincerely loved our Lord Jesus Christ and desire to be his true disciple. Come not because you're strong, come because you're weak. Not because you have any claim on the grace of God, but because in your weakness and sin, you stand in constant need of God's mercy. Come, not to express an opinion, but to seek God's presence and pray for His Spirit. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, indeed by what we have done and by what we have not done 
We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved you and our neighbors as ourselves. But today we say we are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us. That we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this installment of Renewing Your Mind, a web-based ministry of South Bay Community Church, located at 47385 Warm Springs Boulevard, Fremont, California. We can be found on the web at www.sobcc.org. We'd like to take a moment to invite you to come and join us in person for one of our dynamic Sunday morning worship services. Services begin at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. each Sunday, and we would be so blessed to have you come worship with us. We'd also love to hear from you a word about how this ministry is helping you renew your mind for the glory of Jesus Christ. So please contact us, and we pray God's blessings over you the rest of this day. God bless.